We keep talking about grit and never quitting and never giving up, but folks, I know sometimes it just gets too hard. Life throws too much at you. The trials, the tragedy, it's just too much. And the swinging of your feet and putting them on the floor to go out and do it again is just not something you can do. It happens to all of us. It's happened to our guest. She hasn't quit. She won't quit. And you will be inspired by the story next with Victoria Langer. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And so let's get cooking. I am really excited to share a story of persistence with you folks. We talk about dash of grit. We talk about what grit means, what it takes to have grit, what it takes to overcome things. But when the challenges come at you again and again and again, and they're not simple, they're life-altering and life-changing and almost gut-wrenching, sometimes it takes more than grit or a lot of grit. And I'm excited to uh, for you to meet a, a long friend of mine, Victoria Langer. She is the president and CEO, founder of Global Medical Foam. It's a leading healthcare and pressure management uh, service company, product company, uh, for over 26 years. And Victoria, welcome. First of all, welcome to A Dash Thanks. of Grit. I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. I'm thrilled to have you on the show because I know you and I've known you for many years and I'm excited for those who listen to this show to get to know you too. And your story is one of, I will not quit, I have not quit, and I see all kinds of opportunities to make something uh, gritty great in the future. And we're going to share that and I thank you for sharing that with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Before we do, I'm, I'm talking about grit, but we want to know what how grit pays off. Take a take a moment, pat yourself a little bit on the back because you've accomplished some great things. If you can brag a little bit about Global Medical Foam and your success, I'd like for you to do it so people can know where we're heading when we talk sure. about some of the struggles. Sure. Um, well, a lot of it is not just about me. That's my first thing. I, I have great employees. I've been blessed by that. Um, the company actually, Brian, got started, as you know, my husband had a rare form of terminal thyroid cancer and um, metastasized to a spinal cord. And I had just started nursing school and had just learned a little bit what we used to call pressure ulcers, which now is pressure injuries. And I knew what it would take to, at that point in time, to keep him from getting any pressure ulcers. So I developed a product for him and um, it worked. So the nurses and doctors came at me and said, can you make more of these? Well, I had two teenage sons at the time and that was a, that was a little difficult. So I kind of shelved that product I made for Larry. And um, a year later, my mom had a planned AAA that she ended up a paraplegic and in the hospital for seven months straight. So I brought that same product back out for her just less than a year later, really, and it worked again. So everybody was like, nurses and doctors, can you make more of these? So I kind of dropped out of nursing school, um, started developing products, really educated myself on foam and what foam pressure management can do to offload, you know, the body and you know, we know that you and I walk around with 32 millimeters of mercury going through our veins and pulsating. And, you know, if we get below that, we can actually compromise someone. 
So we have to pressure test and pressure, do pressure management on all of our products. And um, so that's kind of actually how we got started. And it just grew and grew and grew. And, and, and um, you've been in business now for 26 years? 26 years. 26 years. Fantastic. It gives me goosebumps to think about it myself right now because you just work and you work and you work. And it's such a passion that that you don't realize all that where, you know, where'd all those years go? And I, I, I wished I was younger and would start all over again with so many ideas and things I have. And so. you, you serve which industries, the hospitals or nursing homes or who, who buys your product and, and in what States and are you national, international? Let me give me a, a footprint there of how you work. Yes. So we started out in, in long-term care and I would um, go from the hospital, get in a suit back then. And I was, have one product, which was really crazy, <laughs> and um, started long-term care. And then the nurses would say, can you make this? Can you make that? And, you know, and, and it got to be that I had made and developed several products uh, for my mom and after my initial product. So I got a couple of those products patented, um, which was a whole nother ball game and probably a whole nother series of things. But we, from there, we went from long-term care. Um, I had, again, one product. I went into Cleveland Clinic with it. And the gal of the wound care team said, I really like this product. Have you done clinical studies with it? Bah, 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 bah. You know how much that costs to do that? And I said, I have no idea. And that was an eye-opener for me. So she said to me, um, you know, Dr. Rieger is our, our head guy here at Cleveland Clinic. And I would love for him to talk to you, but he's a very busy man. She said, but wait right there. I'm going to, I'm going to see if he'll, he'll give you a few minutes. And she turned around, she said on hold, if he does, it'll be 10 minutes. So we met across the whole main campus, which was a 15 minute walk. And um, he and I spent two and a half hours that very first day together. And he just passed away a year ago and I lost a dear friend in him. Um, he wanted me to help him develop a wheelchair cushion, and I walked into his lab, and he had a, a uh, electric knife to, to, to use to cut up his foam products at times to mm. make them fit people. So when he learned I could do that in manufacturing much, much easier, we just bonded. I mean, it was... Um, it was good. Yeah. So we sell to hospitals all across the nation. Now we actually did our first exporting, um, which was really exciting just about a year ago now. And that was to Dubai. And uh, of course, during the COVID, we have shipped to different areas of, of the country as well and all across the country. So we've uh, we've just grown in a lot of areas. And, and one of your products, and we'll get to the story about that, but one of your most recent products is I don't know if it's the right word, mandated or uh, a necessary treatment for in the COVID, uh, post-COVID world, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. So we're going to get into all those stories and, and we're going to talk about what it took to get there. And, and so, Victoria, can you remember, can you go back to a point and you kind of touched on a few of these, but tell us about some of those hurdles that come to mind. Uh, you had an idea, you had a, a passion to serve uh, first your husband and, and then uh, people. Talk to me about some of the hardships that got in the way and, and tried to derail you a little bit. Um, you know, it, it, it when you lose particularly your your mom and your dad, and, and at that point I had lost both. I lost my husband. Um, and years later, um, almost probably 15 years after I lost my husband, I had been introduced to someone and 
was, you know, uh, on the thing of love again and, and just everything seemed okay in my world and business always kept me busy through all those things. And um, my second Larry in my life and my second blessing um, went to the end of our driveway and passed away of a massive heart attack. So that probably um, up to that point, my business kept me so focused and I was needed, you know, I was needed. And what stage of the business were you in at the time of your second, at uh, the time of your, your fiance's passing? Um, probably 1920, 1920 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he passed away about six years ago. Yeah. And Brian, that was the first time with, with all of, you know, the hurdles and, and the heart things uh, that all of us go through in life that I literally just checked out um, yeah. for three months. I checked out. Um, even my dog went into a depression. I mean, it was the vets, you know, said when, when you start coming out of this, the dog will. And how I was, you know, it was such a trying, trying time, but how I was really blessed with what was happening in my business world was that I had people in place that I had trained that had, um, we learned together. We were so young. Um, we learned so many things together through business and they have just grown with me. And, you know, Amy, my office manager in particular, you know, she was with me through many, many things. And she said, you know what, you've never really stopped with business you know, through your dad's death, through your mom's death, through things. And she said, you need to take this time and take as long as you want. And um, I literally sat in a white bathrobe for many, many weeks on end that I just didn't think I could go on. And they carried on. My my people here carried on. And to me, that was really one of the most fulfilling things to know that you know, they loved me, they loved our customers, they loved our patients, they loved all of that about um, the compassion that they had. And um, what kind of got me out of it was I was very attached to one of the veterans at the VA in Sandusky. Mm -hmm. And he had become very ill. And Amy had come to me and she talked to me all the time. And she's like, you know, he's very sick. They don't know if he's going to make it. And um that that is exactly what brought me out of that depression was to go back and see him. So tell me about about that because you 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 trusted Amy and your team and I know Amy very well and and the trust is well placed and so that allowed you the opportunity to grieve or to, to check out. It did. But was there also a sense of and, and apologize if I'm digging too deep or, or tell me you know when to stop but a no. sense of I just don't care. You mentioned check out. Was it that you just don't care or was it that you know it's in good hands and I know I'll get back when when I'm ready because I when the veteran it, needed you you were there yes I knew it was totally in good hands and it was a matter of my heart and I just knew it was all taken care of and I knew that they had the same compassion and and needing to fill products for the folks that you know, I had always cared for out in the field because they're in the office, I'm in the field. And you do, not only do you get attached to nurses and, you know, I think over the years of 
of at that point 20, I had probably been in four or five nurses weddings with them because mm. you, I just, you know, I, I'm a people person. And, and I think that's what makes many companies successful because you have to have that. You absolutely have to have that. Yeah. And do you think that, well, I know I want to, I want to hear from your point of view, that, that passion that you have, the passion that you had to start the company in the first place and to create that first product to take care of your husband. Yes. And then I know that you've talked with nurses who have said, can you make something like this? Can you make something like that? And you don't do it, I don't think, for profit. I think you do it from a place of, of love for these people that you're serving. Can, can you talk about, about that a little bit? Because I think th- there's a point where when you can get so low and you can have so many hurdles in front of you that it's just not worth it. But I think for you, it never can get to that because you care so much about the other side. And, you know, it, it, um, you know, whether I say this or not, but it, it's, it's always been a, a God thing for me too. I always turned it over to God and people will say, oh my gosh, did you worry about payroll? Did you worry about this? Well, as a business owner, those things are in your mind, but I never went to bed and I, it was that I could not sleep because of it. Yeah. It just, it just was all there for me. And I, I just feel so blessed and fortunate because of that, because I've never really totally worried about that stuff. It's just been there and in the compassion to want to go out and and make new products and you know of course after getting a few patents my first thing is when the nurses say oh can you make this well I have to do a patent check and my attorney does so um you know that's another big a big thing but yeah the patient is there and and when you know the anatomy of the body and you learn it and you know, it's just it's just exciting to to get prototypes put together and get to the nurses or the doctors. Yeah, and I'm interested then also before we move to the next spot, the the veteran. Uh, here's here's one person who needs the help from a CEO and president of a international successful company, and you come out of your spot for him. Can you tell me some uh, a little bit about his story and and what you were able to do? Well, it it was kind of interesting because we're going back 26 years, right? So I was 26 years younger. (laughs) I met this gentleman, it was my first time into the VA and I had this little black suitcase and I was wheeling wheeling it by and there was probably about seven veterans. And back then they were all, you know, had limbs missing from smoking and diabetes and on O2 tanks and and I go by in, in black high heels and a black skirt. And the one little veteran nudges the other one and says, we're allowed. Well, if she's moving in, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Ben. So, okay. so he and I just bonded after that. He, I mean, he just tracked me down. And, and for years, he was just always around there, you know, and he'd meet me at the door when somebody would say I was coming. And, and I had a lot of he and she's, I mean, because our vet, you know, the VA in Sandusky has female and male. Yeah. And, um, so when he became very ill and almost bed bound, you know, we moved in with some of our products. But for many years, it was just meeting Ben at the door and him meeting me and saying, hey, you know, how's your day? Yeah. And then evidently, you know, at, at the end result was, you know, he was using some of our products. And um, I was glad I could do that. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad not just me, but all of us right down to. You know, the nurses saying, can you do it? My people here saying, oh, we need this foam. We need that. You know, we need this fabric. And then we need a pressure map and having people qualified to do that. 
yeah. your heart is in the right place. And, and I think that's why the company is so successful. And I'm interested now then you're back at work. So yes. you've, you've gone through the, the thing and you come back. What were the challenges and hurdles that you had to overcome to kind of do the next thing that needed to be done after being away, after going through the process? What did you need to do then? Um, well, I, you know, the, there was, there's always so much to do when mm-hmm. you have a company, you know, and, and, you know, people say, oh, you have people for all this. Well, you know, I still once in a while find myself down the hallway with, you know, a vacuum or whatever, just, yeah. just because, and it, sometimes you have to get your head out of it to get back to the drawing board of what that product's going to look like or, or feel like. And, um, you know, it's, the next step was for me was again, designing and we were busy and that passion drove me into getting back into where, where I was. And then, um, you know, this past year has been a real challenge of actually 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about when, when, when COVID came in and, and, and some different things and you had some new products and, and uh, it's affected every one of my listeners and it affected you too. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So, um, you know, we, we had been doing a lot of products. I was actually in the OR uh, at Cleveland clinic doing some pressure mapping and, and some different products for them. And, you know, I would be up at four in the morning because I, I did not want to stay in a hotel. I like coming home to my dog. Yeah. And so he likes um, that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I would be in scrubs at, you know, six in the morning, driving an hour and 20 minutes to get there. And at the end of the day, it ended at 10 o'clock, you know, because I was doing long surgeries, um, you know, open heart surgeries that we knew we needed to protect heads. And I had said, you know, I think I can do a really nice product and pressure map out and we don't have to worry about the occipitals, which are the bones on the back of your head. Okay. And um, so I got that done. And, and, you know, it was interesting because, you know, I was in there. In fact, one of the anesthesiologists says, I think you put more hours than I did in today. I said, I know I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's what you do as a business owner. You, yeah. you, you do that. So, you know, I developed several products during the next couple of years. And then this was um, probably the beginning of 2019. I was in there and I developed that product. Mm -hmm. And then I um, developed a product for ARDS, which is a, if we, we know that if you are prone and prone is being face down, that your lungs get more oxygen. And if you are supine being your face up and you're on oxygen or, you know, on life support, that your heart sits over top of your lungs. So your lungs have to work extra hard to get, you know, all that out of the way and get more oxygen in. So I developed a product for the acute respiratory distress syndrome, which is a lung disease. And it just allows you to get more oxygen in the lungs. So it has a head support has arm supports because you have to be in a swimmer's position. Every two hours, you have to switch your arms up and down. Um, leg supports and upper torso support and bottom your, to support your, your lower torso. So we had to pressure map this thing. We had to use all different densities of foam. We have to know our ILDs. So there's a lot of you know homework that goes into foam that people just think, oh, foam is foam is foam. But there's a molecular makeup to foam that 
you have to know what those densities are going to do to the human body and to the anatomy. So it's not just about comfort or, I mean, it has to be the precise level of pushback resistance. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Um, So, you know, that in itself was a, was a, a huge challenge because we had so many different body parts we were dealing with, whether, you know, before when you're looking at a wedge or head support, you're kind of, you know, into one area. So we had this whole body that we had to make sure that we were taking care of. And you weren't trying to improve upon something. You were actually from no. ground up building this yes, thing. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, very good. So the only thing that was out there was um, an electric bed and that electric bed. And the only way I can describe this thing is it's like it's um, it's like you're on a pig on a spit. So they put okay. you in this bed. Oh, I don't you're strapped like that. down. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it's not even attractive. You're strapped down Goodness. and you're kind of rotated literally every couple of hours. You're just rotated and then you're taken off of it. And then, you know, Six hours, four hours later, you put back on it and you're on it again for another 24 hours. So, you know, it had the potential to cause breakdown, to, to cause skin issues and pressure injuries. Okay. So I decided that I needed to do something about that. So when I got called in to make a product for ARDS, um, it just went from one of my nurses saying to me, you need to take this product to NTI, which is a national teaching institute. And they had it in Florida that year, um, you know, for prone positioning, because we don't have anything out there right now. All we have is things that cause pressure injuries. So it was very costly. You know, it was a small company. Even two years ago, it, you know, it was, I mean, that whole trip was probably $25,000 with your booth. It was big time. It was big time. And um, so we went, we loaded everything up, shipped it to Florida and um, was there for a week. And interesting enough, that was in June and September of that year is when COVID hit. Yeah. I mean, when they first started seeing September, October, November, I mean, there was just some looking back at everything now there was some crazy stuff going on that nobody could account for. Right. You'd see a headline here or there. You Somebody might not be feeling well. No one quite knew what was happening. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. just the inflammatory rates in folks and blood clots. And I mean, just stuff that nobody could even in, in lungs. I mean, lots of things going on with lungs. And you're working on a product that helps yes. lungs. Yes, that helped all that. Yeah. So... From that National Teaching Institute that we went to for nurses, um, we were asked to come to different hospitals all over the country to educate the doctors and the nurses how to use this proning device. So I started on that adventure, and the first place I went to was Seattle, which was probably end of October is when I went there of 2019. Right in the heat of everything. Yes. Yeah. And then about two weeks later, I went to New Jersey, which was the second hardest plate. If you if you look at who was hit hardest in the nation, it was Seattle first, and then it was New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I went from there to New Jersey and trained. Goodness. And um, and you know you're training on actual patients, so these yeah. patients have you know lung issues, and you're training the nurses, you know how to do the burrito roll of you know flipping them, and they've got all these tubes in them. And um, so then in December, I went with my family the second week of December of that same year 
to New York. My goodness. You're like a magnet. Yes. So it was, I mean, I was all over the board with where COVID was at prior to COVID. But you were on the front lines helping I was, yeah, I was. with this product that you were developing before there was even such a thing known yes. as COVID. Yes, that's correct. So, um, you know, from there, I it, it became into November, December, um, you know, January, and then I I had I had a complete physical, and I was told I was fine. I had a little bit of BP hypertension, you know, hereditary stuff. That was January, February, mid February. I got a fever of 103, and okay. was very very sick. Um, just couldn't get warm. Just, it was something I'd never experienced. And, you know, you, everybody has flu over the years and and you deal with it. So, and then I got a lot of brain fog, just crazy brain fog. And, um, I went to my granddaughter's basketball game and fell headfirst down three flights of bleachers. And then I was at the gas station and went to turn around and I fell through the gas pump and pulled a guy's hose out on the other side of the pump. Oh my Lord. Okay. And, you know, my thinking is, do I have dementia? Because the fever had gone, but there was, and I thought, I can't tell my staff. I can't tell anybody this yet. Oh. So it was a very scary time. That was scary. If you can't tell anyone and you, you're afraid of what's going on and you're kind of the only one that sees it. It was, it was okay. a tough, it was a tough time. And, and I kept questioning myself, you know, I knew I was very sick, a different kind of sick, but I'd had a complete physical in January perfectly healthy for my age. And so February, March 3rd, I was working in a large hospital and just didn't feel well. And the nurse found me kind of sliding down the wall, a lot of heart palpitations, couldn't breathe, brain fog. And I was in the midst of developing a product. And um, she said, you know, we we need to get you somewhere. I said, well, I, I, I just probably am high. I need some hydrate. I need to get water. So she helped me down to the cafeteria and she said, I'm going to come back and check on you. So I called her and shared with her. I thought I was just going to drive home. She didn't think that was a good idea, but I did. And uh, long story short, uh, two days later, I ended up in Cleveland Clinic in the ED with three blood clots, one on the aorta of my heart, one in my kidney, one in my spleen. And um, just giant cell arteritis could go blind overnight. Um, just lots of crazy, crazy stuff. And, you know, the giant cell arteritis is, is huge. Um, you know, it, it is huge. You can go blind overnight. So I have to be very careful. But really, nobody could tell me exactly what happened to me. And, you know, I had many, many COVID tests, all negative. Wow. Um, and interesting enough, they used my own two of my own products on me. So they did. Was, so you knew you were in good hands. I was. Yeah. So I'm. I'm in. So here you are again, kind of, for lack of better words, checked out, if you will. What were you thinking about the business? Because at this time, you have this product that can serve and will serve and is serving COVID patients and the therapy of those things. Were you wishing you were on the front line, still pushing it forward, or were you comfortable letting everyone? take charge and move things forward? Well, the, 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 the day that I got sick at the hospital, I talked to one of my girlfriends and she does a lot of clinical research on inflammatory type drugs. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her and she goes, 
you know, you got some vascular stuff going on. We need to get you into a doctor. So I got into a very top leading doctor. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name, but she was wonderful, wonderful. And um, when I was headed to that appointment, my youngest son took me, Christian took me. And when he come to get me, I, I had just gotten out of the shower and was dressed. And I, you know, I'm kind of a earring necklace kind of girl and bracelet. And I almost thought I was dying that day. I felt that bad. And I had no jewelry on. I didn't take my purse, only my, my insurance cards. And we stopped at the office to drop my dog off Skittles. Amy came to the car. I couldn't even talk to her, but I just knew everything was going to be okay. I had trained them well enough. I knew they had the drive. I knew they had the patient. Um, it was a good feeling that I just didn't have to worry about it. And I was in ICU for about three weeks. And um, about the second weekend, the doctors would, you know, just IV lines going everywhere on me and things. And the doctors would walk in and it was right before they would not allow anybody in the hospital. Amy brought my computer to me my the day right before all that went down. <laughs> so the doctors would walk in and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I need my earrings. I feel better today. And I, I need my laptop and, you know, I need my makeup. And yeah. They were all laughing and they're like, you're, you're not going home, maybe Saturday. Well, it went from one Saturday to another Saturday to another Saturday. And um, but, yeah, I was working from my hospital bed and um, it gave me a drive, you know, it, that drive to help people. And and I thought, you know, and I, I could do this differently here and we could do this differently. And I jokingly, one of the docs came in and we had made mattresses for the VIP unit at, at Cleveland Clinic and. You know, I got the best care there, but they had a mattress they had me on. It's not mine. And yeah. I jokingly told the one doctor, I said, I almost was missing an action because I was going to go down the hall and pull one of my own mattresses in here last night. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> do, do they know you? Do the doctors know you that, that you're the one that's responsible for a lot of these mattresses and things that are in these hospitals? You know, it is so interesting you ask that because it was... Um, my second night in ICU, and I was just, you know, kind of feeling somewhat normal. Um, had a lot of things going on with me. And um, one of the top leading doctors came in and uh, for vascular, and he said, you're, you're a very lucky lady. And I said, I, I, I'm, I'm very blessed. I know that. And he said, um, I hear you make products for us. And I started laughing and I said, yeah, I said, they, they brought me in one of my own head supports because they'd done surgery on my head. And I had two incision lines on both sides of my, I jokingly say, this is my Cleveland Clinic haircut a year later because my hair's not growing very fast. Okay. <laughs> they, um, he said, you know, he said, did you know that Cleveland Clinic made the top in the nation for our heart program here and as the hospital? And I said, I did not. He said, Newsweek just featured that. And he said, we want to thank you wow. for being a part of that by making some wonderful products for us. Amazing. I was never so humbled in my entire life as to just know. And, and there I was on my own product. You know, it was it was very humbling. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So. And I know how important that is to you to know that you've affected those lives. It, it's, you don't care about the thank yous, but yes. you care to know that Yes. You've been a part of able and, to help. Good and, you know, you would not know that 
you know, I knew the doctors that I developed products for and with for their patients. And, and there's so many areas of so many hospitals, you know, across the country that I've been in and made products for. Um, but just word of mouth, you know, and, and the thing was, it was, it was, and I think what made my time in the ICU go much easier for me because almost everybody was on life support and on vents and thank heavens I did not have to have that. Um, but the nurses, you know, that, that story of, of my company and how we got started and all of that went from one nurse and I had done education in, in all of those areas of ICU. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were new nurses and, you know, they would get around the foot of my bed, you know, they'd slide my drape back and say, tell us how you did all this, wow. you know? Um, and there's just not, you know, I love sharing. I love to educate and I love sharing. And, you know, we're, we are now women owned. We're women owned small business. We are women owned certified national council. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to take a minute just to talk a little bit about that because please do. Um, those are hurdles all in themselves being a woman owned business. So yes, please it, t- let us know that. It is. And, um, you know, when I, I, I remember going to a, a seminar and they sent me home with a packet that was about three inches thick. And it kept ending up back in my in-basket for probably four years because it was so overwhelming, all that stuff. And one day I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get this completed. And the beauty was that some of the sad part was that I thought I had to do it on my own. I did not. The WOSB, WBNC folks are wonderful to work with. Mm. And they helped me through that three-inch packet, which now everything is online and much easier. Right. Um, But I'm so excited because right here in Mansfield, the Richland Chamber has sponsored several meetings that, you know, and I'd like to go to them again and say, can we, you know, schedule another, now that COVID is kind of quieting down, another meeting where we can all get together. And because we have gotten several businesses, women owned here in Mansfield certified. Mm -hmm. And that's a passion of mine because, you know, I really did not know how much that played a part in my business because many hospitals set aside minority dollars for women owned businesses for minorities. And I'm, I'm talking millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the government, we, we went on to get our VA contract and that was another probably six inches of paperwork and still some every year, you know, you're still doing this stuff. Um, but I like sharing those experiences and how I can help get businesses certified and, you know, get contracts like that. And do you share that so that they know that it's worth it? The three inch and the six inch binders and things that it's, it's, they need to do it. Well worth it. And, and again, everything is online. It's much easier. Um, You know, every year you have to recertify, you have to do a lot of paperwork, but it is well worth every bit of that time that you have. That, that that's good word. And I, I know that that's appreciated. And, I, and I'm wondering, as we start to wrap up here, you know, God will only give you what you can handle. And he must know that you can handle a lot, which means there are hurdles yet to come. And I hope none as, as severe as you've had to overcome. But what's next for Global Medical Phone? What are the hurdles you see in front of you that you need to overcome and show some grit to move to that next level of success for your company? Well, one thing people keep asking me, because 
you know, I, I am past retirement age by several years. And you're never going um, to quit, though. We know that, right? <laughs> no, I, I could not quit. <laughs> I could, you know, I could not quit. Um, I think we all need, you know, it's like I have a boat at Lake Erie, and and I love that boat. I I I get more um, ideas, more mm. ways of thought process and ideas from that boat in in the summer. So um, I am looking at, you know, we're, we're growing, we're getting more sales rep, getting some more people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I would like a day or two off, but, you know, I see a lot of growth next year and, you know, with having a product for COVID, it now will be our, our job to flip back over and get back out there and say, you know what, we're hoping you don't have to use it for COVID. If you do, here it is. But we also know there's a lot of lung issues and diseases out there that we can help with. Um, so it's it's going to be a lot of marketing. And, you know, we're in the midst of a couple new ideas right now. Um, I'm actually going to uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital. I'm excited about that to develop some products for them. And um, we have a new pediatric line of products that we're excited about and also for radiology. When will you know it's time to be done? I don't think that's going to be a done for me. Hmm. Um, you know, I've met a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of folks that are at retirement age or beyond, and they say, I can't wait. I can't wait to get there. can't wait. And then as soon as they do, they jump right back in. And so I just yeah. suggest that you just never quit. You just keep on going and yeah. keep saving yeah. people, I, I, and helping people. Just forget all of that and... Spend some time in your boat, yeah. but never leave because you'll come right yeah. back, Victoria. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, and I don't think it's an age thing, uh, you know, or a retirement age thing. Um, and I talk to people, you know, I've been fortunate to, to talk a lot of business people in Mansfield, Ohio, that has given me some wonderful direction. And if I can say anything, it's it's listening to those people that have had those those experiences and challenges. But yeah. um no, I, I, you know, when it's in your blood and, and it's there and, and you enjoy it, that's what life's all about. What are you going to do after that? Absolutely. Good for you. And, 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 uh, and I hope that uh, if there are some folks out there listening that are inspired by you or intrigued by you uh, or want to learn from you, how would they uh, reach out or get in touch with you or your company? Well, we're on the web, globalmedfoam.com. And, you know, we're actually, you know, no, hardly any more phone books, but 419-565-2967 is my cell direct. All my nurses, all my doctors have it. If you have any questions, you can call our office as well. 419-884-9354. I'm so used to giving my cell out, uh, you know. Yeah. I understand that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I want to get to the uh, the final thoughts here in just a second. First of all, a quick uh, word about Spire Marketing. Uh, we are a company of of professionals who help businesses grow and overcome challenges and overcome hurdles. And sometimes you have to take care of the hurdle on your own, just like uh, Victoria, you have, and you've forced through with your team and your company. Sometimes um, there are things that that others can help with, and we like to be those people. So if you are a business owner or a business leader that is looking to uh, get past the challenges of your own, uh, please let us know. We are at spiread.com, and we would be thrilled 
to help you. Victoria, I cannot thank you enough for being so vulnerable through all the time that we've known each other and and even especially during this show for sharing your story. There are people out there that don't think they can get up out of bed tomorrow and take on the challenges and you are living proof that you need to and that you can and you can be successful. So thank you for sharing your story of grit. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you kindly for all those compliments and I appreciate it and it's been great knowing you all these years. I've enjoyed our friendship. Thank you. Me too. Victoria Langer from uh, the president and CEO of Global Medical Foam, our guest today on A Dash of Grit. We do this once a week, folks. Tune in again next time or go back and take a look and uh, listen at some older episodes. Uh, But until we meet again, stay gritty and win the day. This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.